the rescuer in me is still like, hello. Hey, hey can I come? I want to come to this. I want to do. Hey, let, let, me let, let, let me at him. Let me at him. Let me at him. Yeah, like kind of like, hey, come yeah. on, come on. Tag me in. Tag me in. <laughs> Welcome to Well Shit. It really is that simple. I'm Claire. And I'm Serena. On this podcast, we help you to understand about your 12 universal needs, why they are currently not being well met, how to meet them in ways that work for you, and how to consistently do so in quick, easy, and simple ways that fit seamlessly into your life. We'll also help you to understand how doing so will have a positive ripple effect in literally every area of your life. If you like what you hear, please support us on Patreon. And enjoy the show. Hello, hello, hello. Hey, everyone. I was just trying to think about how to share about like the things going on in our world right now. And I realized I use the word exciting a lot. I was just about to go, oh, is this an exciting? I think I've used that in the last like 12 intros <laughs> that I've done. Be like, they either live really exciting lives I'm or they're super excited. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I think is the answer to both of those things. Um, so we have a, a, a next step that is happening as far as my visa process next week. I'm going up uh, to get my uh, my medical exam to prove that I'm carrying no diseases that would cause a problem with giving me a green card uh, and we're getting double whammy done right mm-hmm. so we're both having stuff done next week um, so you're, Serena's going up to get some surgery mm-hmm. um, nothing serious or uh, yep. elective, elective. Um, and uh, I'm getting so like we're getting all of our medical stuff all mm-hmm. over and done with in the one time and we get to go and hang out in a different house for a week together so well, right for a few days <laughs> get, get off the rock for oh a little goodness. while it's gonna be so nice it seems weird people on the island are usually trying to somehow escape from the island <laughs> <laughs> well and it's weird because it's like people are like oh you live in paradise yes and you still like a change of scenery mm-hmm. every now and again especially when the, the island is two miles by four miles long. there aren't many options around here for different views i remember when we first moved down here that i was so disappointed there wasn't a walmart because like i mean walmart was my go-to <laughs> everything i mean just I could spend hours just walking around and Mm -hmm. doing nothing or filling a cart with a bunch of shit that I never needed. And then like as like the time passed and I was down here and we didn't have we had a Kmart for a little while, which is now gone. So there's Mm -hmm. no real big box store down here to do mass shopping at. And now I go to Walmart and I'm like. Oh, oh, get me out. I don't need it that bad. I don't need it that bad. <laughs> well, I don't know whether you saw. I mean, we're, I mean, I know this is going out much, much later, but we're actually recording in April. And I don't know whether you did you see the April Fall um, that was that somebody put a sign. <sighs> the Target was coming. The Target was coming. Yes. It um, would have only been crueler if it was Trader Joe's, I think. Uh, that's exactly what I said. I was like, <laughs> if it had been like Trader Joe's or Whole Foods, it would have been even worse. And people were like, Target's coming. No, and everyone's like, oh my God. No, it was no. an April Fall. Good one, yeah. And it's funny. I have a, I have a friend, a friend, friends of mine who um, um, I think he's Argentinian, um, and she's from the US. I think she's actually local, uh, locally born. And um, she was trying to explain to him about April Fool's Day and how, like, she was basically like, "Don't believe anything anyone <laughs> tells you." Today. And he's like, "What?" Um, it was funny. We actually walked into um, one of the uh, little uh, organic grocery stores down here, like little independent ones. And as we walked in. 
um, the guy behind the counter who I've seen, you know, pretty well, uh, said, said, oh my God, I'm so glad you guys came in today. Everything's 50% off. Now, luckily I'd just seen a TikTok not 10 minutes earlier, which was an April Fool's. So it was in my head. I was like, is that because it's April Fool's day? And he was like, ah, oh, I kind of got it. <laughs> oh, I was like, yeah, I went doing out, well. <laughs> I went out to brunch with some friends, uh, what was Saturday, last yeah. Saturday from yeah. where we are right now was yeah. what April Fool's was. And it's a place that we love to go. And all of a sudden, like three days before April Fool's, they were like, we're closing. This is it. We're only doing brunch during the day this week. And then the last day is like April 1st. And we're like, oh, this has to be an April Fool's joke. And we're up there. We're we're like we're ordering and stuff. And we're like, oh, yeah, when are they going to come out and say April Fool's? And then it's like, well, let's get this or this and this and this. And like, well, we're out of this and we're out of this and we're out of this. And we're like, Wait, say it, say it, say April Fools, and they're like, we actually, "No, we're closing," and yeah. we're like, no, "No, you can't, you can't do this today." <laughs> I'm like, it's like the. So were you there actually on April Fools itself? Uh huh. Oh, you know what? So that weird. was their we last went, day. Well, we went to go and eat there for dinner because we thought they were going to be that. We thought they were going to have a dinner service, mm-hmm. and they were already closed. So that's so weird that we both went to go there the same mm-hmm. day. There we go. Uh, anyway, we're not talking about brunch today. We're not talking about April Fools today. <laughs> Um, we're talking brunch. about something <laughs> it's more dinner but I could do brunch for dinner they had a chicken fried portobello there it was like a southern mm-hmm. themed restaurant and oh yeah <laughs> sorry we're not talking about those either today no. um, so today we're talking about something that um, that we see uh, I mean I see a lot and you know what's really interesting is that I see this more than anywhere, I think I see it online. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is something that a lot of people do, a lot of people struggle with, a lot of people don't know how to approach. And if anybody, like if you're listening and you're in our Facebook group, you'll know we take a very different approach to this to most to most people. Um, and I actually like through people, like when, when they first joined the group, and that is how do you give good advice when someone you care about is struggling? Now, I think the reason it happens a lot online is because a lot of the time people jump in to try and fix everybody else's problems online because it's a really fucking good distraction from their mm-hmm. own. It's a really good way of avoiding it. But it was interesting. I remember when we when we first opened the Nourish Your Needs group to like a wider, like like we, we opened the doors kind of wide to um, any um, people who don't identify as men, so women, uh, trans women, non-binary uh, folks uh, wanted to be a part of that. Um we have this thing on a Tuesday where we offer what we call the support space. And so in the support space, we basically do a post and we say anything, anybody, if you want to share anything, you want to be a love sent your way, you want to be witnessed, drop it in this, drop it underneath. And the interesting thing about it is when we first started doing it, people just kept trying to give advice and it actually goes against the guidelines of the group because the principle is that you don't give advice unless somebody specifically asks for it. Or, and we we try and discourage this where possible if you've offered advice, but again, even offering it if they haven't asked for it, like we want to, we're teaching, like one of the things we want people to get in that group is radical self-responsibility, which is that if I want advice, I'm going to ask for advice. And I know that the, from a community care standpoint, there are going to be times when maybe people aren't in the right space or what have you. So it's not that you can't offer, but the key thing is it's really important. It's okay for somebody to say no. And actually, I just want to be witnessed. And when we first started doing this, some people really struggled with it. Mm-hmm. Some people loved it. Like I had like per, like, like direct messages from people going, 
oh my God, it's so good to be in a group where I don't have to give advice for everything I see. And I also don't get advice from everybody mm-hmm. on anything who like, I, like some of these people I don't even know. Like I, I, I'm not being funny, but I don't really want advice from you. I don't really want advice from anyone right now. I just want to share what's going on. Um, and so, um, and we've all been there. We've all been in those positions where like the people that we, people we know or love are kind of going through something and we want to help mm-hmm. like we want to be of help and so often we think help equals advice <laughs> true yeah yeah I mean yeah. We're, we've been there we've both been there on both sides of it yes absolutely <laughs> so let's start off with a really simple question how do you give good advice when someone you care about is struggling well the short answer is for the most part don't don't do it. And we will share a little bit more as we go through. But that's kind of where we're starting is we're erring on the side of not giving advice to begin with. Um, and for a number of different reasons. So the key thing is remember that their situation is yours. No, their situation is yours. <laughs> it's not yours. <laughs> their situation is not yours and vice versa. And especially kind of putting a needs lens on this, what would meet your needs in said situation often isn't what would meet their needs in said situation and vice versa. So because of this and because of the lack of understanding um, around those differences and discrepancies, your advice could actually compromise more needs than it supports. You could actually make the situation worse. And I'll give an example actually that came up in our group. Uh, Was uh, um, somebody, I can't remember what the specifics of the issue was that they were experiencing. Um, now somebody else came along and said, um, oh, my, my advice is to go and find a local church to go along to. Now, one of the things that we, we'd say in our group is that we, we ask people not to, um, kind of push any kind of religion, um, because different people have different experiences with religion and we don't want anyone to feel like they're being kind of pushed or, uh, or what have you. But also a lot of people have religious trauma. A lot of people have had bad experiences in churches or other religious institutions uh, or religious spaces. And so if you are trying, you might be doing the, the right thing. This person individually, I, I had a conversation with her offline where I, I took her to one side and said, I really appreciate your like, wanting to help and everything. Um, I would ask, please not to offer this piece of advice in future um, for these reasons. And she would say, oh, but I've had a really good experience in this situation, which is great. There's no mm-hmm. judgment around that. And there's no criticism of it that was saying you shouldn't have had that experience. It's great that you found something that's worked for you. And given the large number of people who have had some kind of religious trauma or bad experiences within religion, you could offer this good advice, quote unquote, because it was good for you and you could trigger a trauma that somebody else has without you even knowing it. And that was also, and the situation that like she was talking about, it wasn't like religion, religiously based. It wasn't religion adjacent. It wasn't something where this person could have expected that advice mm-hmm. to come from someone. So would have been kind of potentially prepared for that response. Um, and in doing so, you could actually cause like compromise a lot of needs, even in just someone seeing that. If they've been in that position, it could trigger that that experience to kind of come back up again. And now they're dealing with their situation plus this old experience that's come up. Now, that's not to say that everybody has that. That's not true at all. 
But this is just an example of where someone can say something with good intentions, wanting to give advice because it's something that worked for them. And it could be something that actually makes the situation worse for somebody else. I think an important thing to really kind of identify is why people like why are people giving advice all the time? Mm-hmm. And a lot of the times that people ooh, there goes my pop shield. Um, a lot of the times <laughs> people are giving advice is because they're uncomfortable. And what they're uncomfortable is is with somebody else being uncomfortable or mm-hmm. facing challenges. So the their discomfort is with the other person's or discomfort discomfort so like well and a lot of that time is because we haven't like dealt with our own disc we don't know how it is we don't know how to be uncomfortable Mm -hmm. and how to be okay with the fact that something is uncomfortable because it's a challenge and because we're processing it because we're dealing with it um and you're absolutely right so often it's like oh you look uncomfortable there let you let me pull you out Mm -hmm. of that discomfort because i would be far more comfortable if you weren't comfortable right Mm -hmm. now uh, if you were comfortable and not uncomfortable right now (laughs) I'm having challenges you know, you with know what negatives <laughs> and what have you. Like, um, there's a reason that I normally don't speak in negatives. Um, but yeah, you're absolutely right. That's a that's a very um, common reason, and your discomfort is not a good reason to. I was going to say derail somebody's process or redirect somebody's process or change somebody's process interfere interfere with it yes at all yeah absolutely now if someone has come and we do have situations where people will come to the group and they'll be like hey here's the situation has anyone got any advice Mm -hmm. has anyone dealt with this that's an entirely different thing because that is someone coming saying i would like our advice i would like to have some some options some suggestions some recommendations on how to deal with this situation that's an entirely different thing this is where somebody has not specifically asked for advice even if somebody asks for advice, I would suggest you go through what we're talking about today before you give it. Mm-hmm. Because very, very, very rarely will I give advice. I might give options. I might I might ask questions. Um, sometimes if I know somebody well enough or it's a client, I might give advice about like a certain aspect of it because there might be a, a piece that they're there's a there's a mental gap between where they are and, and I don't even know if see. it's like advice it's more insight yeah okay it's more yeah it's more like, I kind of more drop down to what what are the reasons why something is happening and then in terms of how to address that I help somebody to figure out for themselves what's right for them yeah because even I mean we're obviously business partners but as best friends too like the amount of times that you'd think in a friendship you get advice and it's like I'm just thinking about it. I'm like actually it's insight. It, it's there's very, very rarely it's you should do this, and I think you should do this because well, of X, Y, Z. I'm, I'm thinking of a, of, a, of a recent example where uh, where we were talking about um, there was something to do with uh, planning a trip that you had coming up, and I, even in that situation, I I think I asked the question like, would it be a good idea if you did this? Mm-hmm. Like as in, and that's because I know a whole heap about the situation. I'm like they're like this and this and this and this and this and this and this. And it was like, actually, yeah. And then it wasn't, I wasn't like, I don't think you should do this. And it was, it was questioning. I think you should do this. Think of all the other times this situation has been present. How did that turn out? And it's like those little things. And it's like, oh, well, Well, this seems (laughs) obvious now that you've asked that question that, you know, and, and it's. The approach of it is so, 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 so much different than being yeah. like, I think you should do this. And we'll get into it a little bit later on, the reasons why 
that can backfire. <laughs> right, absolutely. Um, the other thing is that um, a lot of the time, one of the things that is really missing from our culture and from our society is this experience of witnessing or being witnessed. Um, and by that, what we mean is like just hearing and acknowledging where somebody is at and what they are dealing with. Um, and a lot of the time that is way, 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 way more helpful and supportive than advice is. Now, sometimes people might want advice because they want to abdicate responsibility for making the decision themselves. That's even more reason why it's a good idea mm-hmm. not to give advice in those moments because they're looking for somebody else to take responsibility mm-hmm. for it and therefore they're looking for somebody else to blame if it goes if wrong. If it goes wrong. I, yeah, I'll share about that yes. later. That can get you into a whole world of shit. <laughs> like- yeah, exactly. Um, and so it's like, sometimes like that can be part of the reason that someone's looking for advice. That's the reason I say, even if someone's asking for advice, like maybe consider whether actually providing advice is is really in their best interest as well as your best interests. Um, but I think that a great alternative to providing advice is just to witness somebody. Um, and so it's, it's about letting them know that they are not alone. It's letting them know that you hear them, that you understand what they're saying, that you feel for them, that you're, you understand that offering empathy and compassion for where they're at. So it's like, oh my goodness, that sounds awful. Like, I'm so sorry. That's what you're dealing with. You're like, I hear you. Like, you're not alone. I'm here. I, I, I appreciate what you're going through and how you're feeling is completely valid. Like all of those kind of phrases are things that we don't hear very often in our culture. The the simplicity of I hear you, I see you, I feel you. I use it all the time. And it's it's a more genuine place that Mm -hmm. I'm coming from when I'm saying it too. Because I think you know, we think of advice, it has to be this whole heap of information. It's like, look at all this care and love I have for you. But I'm like, I, <laughs> I, thought, you said, <laughs> what? I thought you said, look at all this care and love I have for you. Oh. <laughs> I was like, what's care and love? That doesn't sound fun at all. <laughs> Sorry, okay. care when, and love. When yes. she wants to speak with your manager. <laughs> <laughs> you got love for the manager. No, yeah. you're moving on. Sorry. Care and care love. and love. Sorry. Yeah. But being able to like, when Claire, you know, I can be going through stuff and I know that she has insight into what's going on in my life. And she's like, I hear you. And it's like, oh, like mm-hmm. it doesn't even matter what the they, not saying it doesn't matter what the advice may have been or right. may be or what the situation is. But there's something so deep rooted in that. And then being able to say it and being like, no, I hear you. I don't have the words to it's almost like the paraphrase of I don't have the words to make this right. I don't have the well, answers, but yeah. you're not alone. Right. Like, you're well, you're being witnessed. And interestingly <laughs> enough, I actually remember when you were, were talking about I, I'm I'm 90 percent sure and correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure when we started talking about this trip thing, like you were just initially it started where you were just sharing about what's going on. Mm-hmm. And if I remember correctly, what I actually started off by saying how can I best support you right now? Now, I'm somebody who people pay me for my insight and for my guidance. So I know that I have a, generally speaking, better than average um, response when it comes to guidance, because this is what I do for a living. Um, But even in that situation, I didn't jump into that immediately. I checked in with Serena. One, I want to make sure she is in choice. I'm doing what is supportive for her right now. Like, 
what would help best right now? Do you want me to witness you? Do you want to like share more about what's going on? Do you want, like I I said, I think there are some things that I can see that Mm -hmm. I think might be helpful. Do you want to hear those? Or would you prefer me to just listen to you and to like help you to process what's going on? Like be here while you're processing what's going on. And like, I seem to remember that was part of the conversation, right? One of the things that just kind of the reaction you just saw for me is when um, Claire says, I can see some things, you know, and sometimes that's just what where she stops. Mm-hmm. I can see some things. Okay, then it's in then it gives me the choice to be like so what exactly do you see? She's like and sometimes there will be the option, do you want to hear? Do you want to, yeah. you know, do, I can I can point these things out to you. And then sometimes dependent on where I'm at, she can see it's like okay, like I'm going to let her know that I do see these things and she also knows what the follow up, you know. I know what the follow up is like, okay, what are said things? Right, absolutely. (laughs) And it's okay. And and I'll often say, like, it's okay if you don't want anything right now. Mm -hmm. If you just want me to be here while you're processing this or while you're talking out, that's okay as well. And like, vice versa, I cannot tell you the amount of times that, that I've like had some shit going down. And I'm like, and I send it to Serena and she's like, I hear you, you're not alone. Like I'm here, I'm like, oh, 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 thank you. Thank you. That really helps. And that, that I'm, that you're not alone thing, like explicitly saying, I'm here, I'm with you. You're not alone. That is so supportive. And a lot of the time we try and jump to the fix and we try Mm -hmm. and jump to the fix because we're not comfortable with them being uncomfortable, but actually just pausing. I see you, I hear you, I'm here, you're not alone in this. That a lot of the time is just, that's what somebody is really looking for, is that feeling of not feeling that that we're alone. Mm-hmm. Um, and so as I said, a lot of the time we jump into that fix, we jump into uh, the rescuer, which we are going to do the triangles. We think it's actually going to be a series going forward. Like we were talking about it um, between like, after one of our previous recordings. And um, we were going to do a triangles episode with, I think it's going to be a triangle series because there is so much to share mm-hmm. in that. We are going to get into that. Um, but the, at a kind of very, very um, superficial level, the rescuer um, tries to fix things for other people to feel good about themselves, um, which on the surface in our culture would seem like it's a good thing. Mm-hmm. But in it's a very selfless thing to do, isn't it? <laughs> And if you don't understand why that's not a good thing, go back and listen to episode two, The Wisdom of Joey Tribbiani. Uh, because there is some, like, that, it, on the surface, culturally, it feels like it would like, oh, okay, yeah, that that that's a, that's a really kind thing to do. That's a really good thing to do. But in actual fact, what it does is it causes problems for everybody in that dynamic. Mm-hmm. Um, and, that, and that rescuer, that fixing um, mentality can be conscious or unconscious. Um, and... If this is something that you've been used to doing in the past, you can easily flip back to that without even realizing it. Like mm-hmm. if you've if you've been a, I mean, two recovering lifelong rescuers here, um, it's very easy to flip back into that mm-hmm. unconsciously if you're not being mm-hmm. mindful and intentional about this. Um, but what this does is that in order to feel good about me, I got to help you. If I actually help you to the point where you don't need my help anymore, I've got no way to feel good about myself. So in actual fact. Not only that, but you will then believe that you need me to get out of this and you won't believe that you can do it for yourself. So it creates a really, really toxic dependency Mm -hmm. in both directions. Um, The victim is dependent on the rescuer. The rescuer is dependent on the victim. And 
it basically is dependent on nobody actually making progress. Um, so while in the moment we might not be aware of that, there is always going to be a subconscious element of that present if we are in that rescuer uh, mode. Now, there are some better options um, that we have, um, and we've talked about some of them already. Um, and the the first one is really kind of the essence of what coaching is all about um, and mentoring. Mentoring kind of comes with that advice, expertise and everything. Coaching is more of just a, the um, the process of helping to people to access their own wisdom. Um the first thing is to ask questions. How many times have I talked myself into the answer just by the amount, like the questions she asked me? And mm-hmm. that's, that's a lot of where the well shit came from, yes. you know, in the content. But it's also as we're going through the process and I'm learning and doing the deep dive through the program, it's okay, this, and she'll hear that. And then it's another question. Then I'm like, oh, well, shit. Yeah, I fucking see that too. Like, and yeah. It's, and you, it's amazing when you let people talk in their own space mm-hmm. and you you ask the right things to elicit this thought process that they can usually come to the conclusion that you would have, well, not usually, they'll usually come to a conclusion. They'll usually come to the conclusion that is best for them. Yes. Yes. Because I was going to say the <laughs> conclusion you were going to advise on, I'm and, like, actually, that's and, not the case. And in actual <laughs> fact, that's the reason that like there was a really key word in what Serena just said. And that is if if when somebody asks the right questions. Mm-hmm. Now, you can ask questions to try to guide somebody to the conclusion you think they should be going to. That is not mm-hmm. we are what we are talking about mm-hmm. right now. We are talking about asking questions to help them to access their own wisdom, their own intuition. What is what going to work for them? Because they know them better than you. Like people come, I think people, I, I do feel feel kind of bad a little bit, I think for some people who come and work with me, because I think they expect me to just tell them what to do. I think sometimes <laughs> people come people come to me expecting me to tell them, and wanting me to tell them what, what to do. And I'm like, oh, no, 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 that's not how this works. You fix this. Yeah. No, no, I don't do that. That's not how this works. And the thing about it is, is that I, like, I could ask, I could ask a series of questions to get them to where I, I want, mm-hmm. I want them to get to. But that's not my job. They know them way better than I do. Like if you were working with me, you know you better than I know you. I am an ex. How I describe this when I'm talking about working with clients is like I'm an expert on the universal needs. You are the expert on you, and together we put those together to create the version of this that is most supportive for you in your life. And that's the thing is that if you come into these questions believing you know what the answer is, um, I mean. Okay, I'm gonna pause this. I would say the average person, if they come to it knowing what the answer, what they what they think the answer is, they will ask questions that will guide them to that answer. I will say that because I've been doing this for so long now, and because of the insight I have as far as needs is concerned, often I'll have a sense of what I think the answer is, but I'm still asking questions to get them to access their wisdom. Mm-hmm. Now, often that ends up in the place I expect it to, but the questions I'm asking are not driven by this. They have no relationship to this at all it's all about okay how do I help I mean I mean you've you've been on the receiving end of my questions probably more than anybody else on the planet yeah um but they all it's always like well what do you think what's your outcome how like what what's most important what are your priorities in in this what feels like it would be best for you well and Claire's favorite word is nuance and she doesn't like even in our relationship there is nuance to situations yeah. that 
it, nuance and even information like my closest people there are some things that I may not know those little intricacies that can make the mm-hmm. biggest difference in the situation and without that knowledge I can give advice and it's like this whole big major piece is missing from it and then the whole thing blows up from the inside right well and interestingly like it, it's a it's a really good example of this is that that I that we did a um we did a, a dual discovery session recently, which is not something that we normally do. There was a exceptional circumstances, which is why both of us were involved in the discovery session. And the discovery session was still with me. It was about this person finding out about working with me and how it works and everything. Um, but Serena was present as well. And the interesting thing is, is that all that all that happened in that, I was still asking questions. I was still asking questions. And then every now and again, Serena would ask a question that added just a different a different kind of aspect to it where it's like okay there was a little bit of nuance that I didn't know that Serena was aware about but rather than Serena going okay so what's going on what's happened is this this is this she asked the question to allow the person to give me more information and what I did was it lit up more of the picture for me so I was able to go oh okay I can see this here as well uh, I would have continued asking questions and sometimes by knowing people better you understand which questions to ask understanding that sometimes that I ask questions that the average person wouldn't ask like a lot of the time like I, I don't, there have been times when we've been in this dynamic between the two of us and I've asked a question and you can ser- tell Serena's going well no one's ever asked me that before <laughs> <laughs> what I don't, I don't know let me think about that um so the thing about it is is that the questions are really about helping somebody else to figure out what is right for them Important things here, do not quick fire questions because the whole point of the questions is to get them thinking about what's right for them. If you interrupt that thought process, you are not helping because you're going to derail that thought process. And like a lot of the time, like if we're asked, if I'm asking Serena a question, she could stop and there'll be a big long pause and I might check to see if there's anything else that wants to come out before I'll ask another question. I give that, give that space give that uh, pause to breathe um you want to ask them open questions that let them talk out their situation to find out their own answers you don't want to be asking questions that are like a yes no thing mm-hmm. um you want to be asking questions like okay so tell me more about this like uh like a lot of my, one of my favorite questions one of my absolute favorite questions and i don't even know whether you've you've necessarily noticed that i do this i only noticed it real uh, recently um in what way Mm, you do do that I, in yeah. what ways because that's my way of like well what what do you mean by that um in what way do you mean that in what way because that's a way of like it's opening up to, to, to for the person to get better understanding themselves and also for me to understand what's going on better because obviously it's a slightly different situation with me uh, when I'm working with a client um but a lot of that time I'm like in what way can you can you say more can you say more about that it's like can you tell me more about whatever that is can you say more about that or explain that a little bit bit more for me um because the more people kind of talk it out the more they're likely to come to their own conclusions I was going to say that in what way I realize like that's a lot of the times where it's like in what way and then I start talking and I'm like da, 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 uh. Uh. <laughs> oh in that, in that way, way. <laughs> I see what you did there <laughs> But I didn't do anything. All mm-hmm. I did was open a gateway for you to provide your own answers, which is really what that's all about. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing that you can do, um, and again, recognizing that you are limited by your own perception in this, is to 
you can sometimes share the options that you can see, but the key is here to share all of them. Not just the ones you think they should do or the ones that they want to hear, show, share all of the options. And quite often if Serena's kind of coming to me, I'm like, okay, how I see it, I think you've got about four options right now. You could do this, you could do this, you could do this, or you could do this. Um, any other options that you can see? And normally if I offer options, I will ask any other options that like, yeah. anything I've missed, anything else that you can see? Um, because... It's about, this is all about them and their wisdom and they're making the decision that's right for them. So if you want to lay out what you can see as the options, the the, the broader that your awareness is, um, the better options you're going to be able to lay out. So often we just, we, we focus on what the options are from our own experience or what we would be comfortable doing or what we would want to do in that situation. And if you want to offer options, you've got to open it wider than that because you don't want to limit them based on what would be right for you. Mm -hmm. And I think there's a lot to be said about the the kind of spectrum of options, not mm -hmm. just the ones that you think will work, not just the ones that are good. Like a lot of the times how I come to conclusions is hearing the negative quote unquote, unquote yeah. negative options or the ones that definitely won't work. It's yes. like, why would you even, and I think that's the thing. A lot of times it's like, <laughs> why would you even suggest that? Why would you even say that? Why would you even give that as an option? Because it is that an mm -hmm. option. It may not be a good one. It may not be the best one. It may not be the one that's going to work in this situation. It is still an option. And like, sometimes by ruling out the things that don't work, it helps you to get to the conclusion of what will work best for you. Like I mean, sometimes that that's part an important part of the process. I mean, an example that comes to mind with this is social media in our business. Mm. I despise social media. <laughs> like I've gotten to a point I used to use, it was a dependency thing for me. Yeah. Like I used to get a lot of my needs met on it. And then once I realized that that's what was happening, I was like, oh yeah, ah. ew, ew. <laughs> and I just, I distanced myself greatly and being in the business that way <laughs> distanced myself greatly stopped fucking using it completely i i'd scroll sometimes <laughs> get my like i don't even know what i like whatever we're not going to go down that part of the rabbit hole but we were talking about the social media and it's been it's been a big thing and a lot right. of times like my thing is like no i can't i drop out and that I drop I, out, yeah. that leaves one person to pick things up, which is her. And, she, and like it became to a point where it's like, okay, what do you want? We have this business and we wanna we wanna change the world. If you have if we haven't gotten that across in this podcast, like that is our that well, the interesting thing is when I was talking to you about what the options were, I actually took that off the table too. Yeah. We were talking about this and I know, I mean Serena actually says we're setting we're setting out to change the world more often than I do. That comes out of your mouth more than it constantly. does mine. Yeah, pretty constantly. Um, and I said, okay, we've got a couple of options here. Either we can make the decision that this is something we're going to do because we want to try and change the world for the good, or we can decide we're not going to do that and we just want to focus on our local community. And if we're just focusing on our lo local community, the need for social media is significantly lessened, um, or we might be able to do things without social media. So the answer is. Like, do we want to go? Do we want to do things on a on a on a global level, or do we don't no, want to do them on a global level? It was actually, do you want to do like? And it was the yes. thing she asked me. What what what, what do, do you, you want? want? We'll make whatever work. Yeah. Just what do you want? And I'm like, mm, I'll fucking change the world, obviously. And it was just, and nothing else was said. There was like a look, like okay. And I'm like, well, and then there was another. The, based on that, the once I got, we got the answer to that question, mm -hmm. I said, right, you've got a decision to make. 
Um, I've recognized that I need to be the face of this business for as long as I need to be in order to get it where it needs to get to and then get out the fucking way, which has always been my awareness of this is like, I've got to get it to where it gets to and then I need to make sure I don't get in the way of it going where it's meant to go. Um, But I said, like, I made my peace with that. That was a decision I made. And I know that for social media to work, people have got to know something about me. Like that, that, that's like, I have to be more than just a business, like splurging or vomiting, like, posts online people have to connect they have Mm. to start to get like because in order to work with me people have to know me they have to trust me and they have to uh, relate to me um so i've made i've made that decision that i'm i'm happy to be that is that something that you want because if you don't want it we just have to make we have to make some decisions now we have to make some changes to how we're doing things it's okay if you don't want to be that if if you want to do it with me and if you don't want to do it like how do you want to do this and here we are. Here we are. <laughs> um, but it really was. But I literally did offer every op- mm-hmm. option available and be like, and what the do ones you want? that didn't suit you as well, because yes. it's easier to do this in a partnership. And so, fu- so much fucking easier. <laughs> <laughs> but there was that possibility where I'm yeah. like, oh, that option's on the table. Fuck it. I'm out. Like, yeah. And having all of those options and seeing them, me then choosing, no, I'm in. I realize it's going to take a little bit of a little bit of time. It's going to take a journey. It's going to be a journey. There's going to be some adjustment. There's going to be good days, bad days, ups, downs with Mm -hmm. the whole social media aspect. But having all those options, I was able to actually see and be like, no, I do want that, which means that then I had to take steps to create Mm -hmm. that. Well, and the interesting thing is, I actually think that seeing the negative options made it really easy for you to figure Mm -hmm. out what it was you wanted. Because if I just said, what do you want? Mm -hmm. What do you want when it comes to social media? You'd have been like, oh, I don't know. (laughs) I want nothing. Nothing to do with it, (laughs) but I want to change the world. Um, like, but I think that having those options, I mean, like, it's okay. Like, you you make the decision what, what feels right for you out of this or this and what feels right for you out of this or this. Once you had those two options, and those were the two options. Like, mm-hmm. it wasn't like I made it a binary option. It was like, well, do we want to do global? Do we want to do local? Like, mm-hmm. I mean, you could do both. But, like, in terms of, like, in the context of what we were talking about, do we want to, do we need a big social media presence or we don't? that was really the two options were available. And I'm like, and I think as soon as you like heard, do you want it to just be a local thing for our local community? That made it like, no, that's not what I I know. That's not what I want, which means it must be the other one. And if, yeah, if you had given me just advice, like, okay, you need to be on social media this many days a week. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like, and kind of telling me what to do or how to do it. Like I wouldn't, there would, I may have done it, and maybe it would be what I wanted, but it wouldn't be like it feels clean now. Like right. this was my choice. Mm-hmm. Like this is my decision. This was, you know, it was prompted by the conversation we had. And and I took myself out of it. Mm-hmm. Like when I asked those questions, as Serena said, there were some options there that really would not have been ideal for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I provided those options and in a new from a neutral mm-hmm. space. It wasn't like, well... You could do this, but we really should be doing that. Which of you these could come do this, on? But like, you'd which, really fuck me yeah, over, right? Exactly. <laughs> uh, it was it was neutral. It was like, mm-hmm. which do you want? Like, what works for you, and what doesn't work for you? Um, and I think that that's that's the thing that um, so often we don't give the options that we don't think somebody wants to hear. But sometimes hearing those helps them to get clarity on what they do want. Mm-hmm. Um, the one piece of advice that I think is appropriate 
Um, and even this, I would very often not phrase as advice and I would not approach it as advice. I would still ask questions and, and what have you, um, is to uh, is potentially to advise someone to speak to a professional or an expert for advice. Like, uh, like again, like, do you think it would like, there's a difference between, I think you should speak to somebody. I think you should speak to a professional about this. And do you think it would help to speak to a professional about this? Like, do you think that might be something that would be helpful for you? Like, uh, like or does that not feel, and then like, we don't have to worry about what, like, would it, would it be helpful for you to have some support with this? Like, would it be helpful to even like, don't even get to the professional part. Like, 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 would you, would it be helpful for you to have some support right now with what's going on? Chances are the answer is yes. Um, and if the answer then is like, okay, well, what, what do you think is the best way for you to get the best support that you need? A lot of the time people are going to reach that conclusion that actually getting some professional support, support is far better than some friend offering them advice without really knowing their ass from their elbow, which is true for a lot of us. Like, mm-hmm. I, I barely know what I'm doing and I've been studying this and researching it and working in this field for a long, long time. Um, like it's not something that I don't, and you'll hear me say on the podcast, I don't know everything and I don't, I, I don't have the definitive answers on everything. So if you're not, if you haven't been trained in this way, if you haven't got this kind of knowledge and experience, then your ability to support somebody is significantly lessened. It's interesting. Like I know that the the level of support that you have felt that you were able to offer people maybe five years ago to the offer support, the, the level of support that you feel you could offer now compared to the level of support you feel I could offer someone are all dramatically different things, right? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> just like, even that, it was a question. Like, yeah. I, I think that's what you would say based yeah. on what you've said previously. Yeah, absolutely. Um, now you can offer, and if the thing is, is like, they're like, yeah, I don't even know where to start. Like, would it help for you, for me to do some research and see if I can find some options? Like you can offer to help them to find options. But the key thing is, and this is the thing I often say to people if they're interested in working with me, explore multiple options. Mm-hmm. Like if, you, if you've been listening to me for a long time and you're like no this is I get like I, I know what it's like to have that relationship with somebody because you followed their work for a long time and you're like no I just want to work with this person that I understand but if you're not sure or it's somebody new who has been uh, recommended to you I would always say look for multiple options and explore multiple options maybe have multiple discovery sessions maybe have a like look at different websites like look at videos listen to podcasts that this person might do and see it, does this person resonate with me? Does this person feel right? But you want to offer multiple options or explore multiple options so that you can make a choice that feels like the right choice for you, weighing all of the different options, weighing the financial, the, the personality, the chemistry, the connection, the rapport, the trust, all the, the level of safety you feel, um, the level of pressure you feel. Um, <laughs> It reminds me of, I saw a, a TikTok the other day, which was just horrific. It was a guy who was a, how did he describe himself? I think he's described himself as a spiritual counselor. And he basically said that um, he wanted, uh, that he his clients had to um, learn that they had to submit to him, that Ooh. he knew better than them and that he knew how to get them out of where they were at. And the sooner they learn to submit to him and what he knew, the better they... And I'm like, everything in my system's like, nope. Oh, that sounds <laughs> like a documentary. Oh, right? <laughs> um, and that's the thing is that that 
doesn't feel good because that's not coming from that place of respect for you, respect mm-hmm. for your boundaries, respect for your knowledge about you and your situation, what's going to work for you. You want somebody who is going to work with you and who is going to respect that you have insight about you and what's going to work for you that is just that is as valuable if not more valuable than any advice that the expert uh, the expert is bringing to the to, to the table so it's important to check check multiple options and if you're offering options make sure you offer multiple options and find multiple options so that it's not just oh does this feel right and a lot of time you don't have other options it's like well this feels okay in the absence of anything better. Yes. Um, if it's not a hell yes, then a lot of the time it's a hell no. Um, there might be a, like when it comes to working with people. Um, and then the other thing you do is share some tools, share some resources, like such as? Well, shit. It really is that simple. <laughs> well, that's, that's a resource that you could share. <laughs> Podcast episode. Right. But like seriously though like if you if you have a content creator that you're like actually I think this this bit of information can help this episode on you know you have somebody struggling with um anxiety anxiety, and it's like oh I heard this podcast about they they have an episode on anxiety here's the episode invite people to the online communities that you're part of that you think may be supportive or offer the Offer the links. The links, too. Like, and the thing is, like, one of the big things that I've learned um, in language is no expectations. Right. And I think that's a really important thing because a lot of times people... no pressure. No pressure, no Mm -hmm. expectations. Like, this, if this works for you, if it resonates for you, because I know something that I had struggled with with in the past is somebody close to me or, I mean... Somebody close to me definitely held more weight, but really if anybody kind of gave something to me, I'm like, well, they took the time to offer this or to send me this. Now I have to. I feel Mm -hmm. obligated to watch this. I need to circle back and say, oh, that was a great video or something. Like giving the options without the – no pressure. Right. Like that's a big thing, especially with advice. There's no pressure. Like this is your life. This is what you need to do for you. Right. If I can be a support. Yeah. Great. And I think that, the, I mean, you said something really important in there, which I think was like podcast episodes rather than just, here, listen to this podcast. That could be really overwhelming for somebody if they're struggling. Oh my God, if they got sent to ours and they're like the <laughs> second episode, they're like, oh, like it's a fire 80 on episodes, what the <laughs> hell? Um, and it's like, like the thing that can help is like, even if, for, even if, for example, you like our podcast and you think our podcast would be helpful for somebody, is that maybe you find a few episodes, a few different episodes, and you send them a link to three episodes and say, here are a few options, like see if any of these resonate with you, see if any of them you'd be interested in. Like the more specific you can get as far as that's concerned, the easier it can be because we want to make sure we're not overwhelming. You could send someone a TikTok video. You could send somebody uh, a YouTube video. You could, um, which... We're now on YouTube too. <laughs> like you can send uh, well shit by YouTube. But there's there's different options for resources that could be helpful. There could be like um like free courses that you that you found, um, free meditations, like anything literature. That you, like I yes, read this book, book. And, you know, and I want to say, book or, like yeah. the spe- the specific specificity specificity is important because and this doesn't really have anything to do necessarily with this episode in general but we have a lot of people who are close to us who didn't listen to the podcast until it was a specific episode that were like 
actually, I think this episode could help you. And it's like, they've known we existed. They're some of our closest people. And it's like, when they finally heard the episode that resonated with them in the situation they were in, they're like, oh. And then that, like, you have a podcast. Yeah, 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 that that exact reaction. Like, oh, you weren't, you actually have a podcast. Yeah, it's like, (laughs) Yes. <laughs> and but that and realizing that that can make the difference. Like you can give somebody all of this great information, but if yeah. it's not specific to what they're going through and especially mm-hmm. in the in the space where somebody needs or is seeking or advice might be helpful or any of that, like usually there's so much going on where they can't take all of the other stuff just and this is exactly this this is talking about what, what you're, you're dealing with. And in the age of information overload, which we are mm-hmm. in, like the one thing, like I mean, it was the reason that I remember when I first started to try and use TikTok, I was going to anybody I knew on TikTok going, Can you please send me some creators that you think would be good for me? Because every time I went in there, I'm like, how do I find the stuff that I'm looking for? And now I found the stuff that I'm looking for. It's very helpful. Like I open that up and I'm immediately going straight to content that's information that is helpful for me, that is interesting for me. And it's interesting, I was talking to um I was talking to a, a colleague of mine yesterday and we were chatting and I was saying about like I didn't I never thought I would say this but I love TikTok it's my like it's probably my my favorite social media avenue now and she was like what I'm like I know I did not expect this either but it's because I've curated my news feed so that I find out information from TikTok and I I don't go oh it was on TikTok it must be true and then I <laughs> I, I go and do my own research to, to verify that it's actually true but I find out more about what's going on in the world quicker through Twitter tri- through TikTok, TikTok, <laughs> through TikTok, um, than I ever did through Facebook, through Twitter, through um, uh, Instagram, even through the news. Like I, f- I find it out quicker. But the key thing is, is because I've curated that content and I have deliberately gone in and I've gone because she said to me, "Oh, like to her, TikTok is just fluff. Mm-hmm. It's like people doing dance videos and funny cat videos. I mean, yes, if you curate your feed to look like that, that's what you're going to get." I don't, it's funny actually, because I remember when we first started um, uh, trying to get into TikTok, both of us were asking people to send us stuff and people were sending you like stuff to do with like glitter and cat videos, right? Like it was all stuff relevant to you as a person. It was costumes, it was glitter, it was cats and it was swearing. (laughs) Like those are the things that people, oh, here's swear affirmations for you. I'm like, oh, this is the 15th link I've gotten for swear affirmations. (laughs) I apparently have a type. I have a type. But yeah, it was... And And that's fine if you want TikTok to be your fluffy fun place. Mm -hmm. But actually, we wanted to use it for work Mm -hmm. and to find out more, like to find out about what's going on in the world, to find out what are the current events, to find out more about personal development and needs and the other things Mm -hmm. that are out there. Um, And if that's what you're looking for, but that's what you've curated, that's not helpful at all. So it can be like, it is really important to, to curate what it is that you're trying to get and once you do that, it can be really valuable. So the same thing is like if I just say to somebody, if I if somebody was trying to find cat videos on TikTok, the people I follow is not going to be helpful, generally speaking. <laughs> might be one. I don't know. Um, but um, I get sent cat videos from other people. I don't need to go finding them on TikTok. Um, but I think that's the interesting thing is that like, the, the more specific you are about what it is that you're looking for, the easier it is to find it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that the more specific. So if you're again. There are some great videos by some of the content creators on there. And these content creators create a whole range of videos. So if I say, oh, go and watch the videos from Mm so-and-so, that's not necessarily going to be helpful. But if I send them the video that I looked at and went, I think that 
is relevant to the thing that they're dealing with right now, that's something entirely different. So few things to remember when we talk about this topic. The most important thing, and this is something that is super hard to do, super hard to do without you really doing your work. And that is be sure to not let your stuff, your history, your needs, your experiences get in the way of supporting them effectively. Now, this often happens subconsciously. We're not consciously aware of this. Um, I had a colleague and I um, talked about this a while ago. And the the way I describe it is to make everything about you so that you can make nothing about you. So as someone who does what I do, I make everyday life is all about me doing my work. Everything, like everything, every time there's a trigger, anytime there's something to learn, that's all about me doing my personal work so that when I'm sitting in front of a client, I can leave my stuff outside of the room and I'm not going to get triggered by anything that's going on with this person because my stuff has been dealt with to such an extent that it's not present in the room. Now, most people aren't even, they don't even have a clue about the fact that their stuff is impacting their recommendations, their suggestions, the things that they would say to people. Um, So it is very sneaky. It sneaks in without Mm -hmm. you even realizing it. And I mean, it was funny because I remember at one point in in the Facebook group, like we would see things, we would see advice going back and forth. And I'm like, that's about that's that's a you thing, not a them thing. Like I can see it um, in terms of the needs. Um, so it's really important to check in with yourself and to do your own work, to be working with somebody and to do your own processing so that anything that you are offering is cleanly about the other person, what serves them. So the great example is the example we gave about the, the social media thing. It would be really, really easy in that situation for me to be like, oh, fuck. If she steps out of social media, I'm doing this all on my little Jack Onsome. Oh, my, all my little Onsome. She, she's so worked up about it. She can't yes. even speak straight. I can't straight. even speak about it. <laughs> and it would have been really easy for that to have influenced how I approached that situation mm-hmm. with Serena. And in order for it to feel like a good, solid, clean choice for her... I had to take my preferences, my risk of unmet needs, my stuff, my triggers, my desires out of the equation so I could completely neutrally say, what what do you want, this or this? You make the decision and we'll find a way of making it work for the business. And if I hadn't taken myself out of the equation, Serena might have come to the same conclusion but it wouldn't feel as good. Mm-mm. It wouldn't feel as It'd clean. It'd be like, mm. like even thinking about it, it yeah. doesn't feel clean. And now I'm like, I'm like, no, I, I made this choice. I want solid. this. Like, I want this. Yeah. This it, is. Yeah. And on the flip side of that, it's really, really, really important when receiving, re- when receiving advice to remember or any kind of support. Yes. Yeah. Advice, questions, all the things we've been talking about resources, even. Mm hmm. To be aware that somebody else's unmet needs may be speaking through those and to be aware, like, what what filter do they have over? We had a mm-hmm. client that um, was going through a separation and there was a child involved in it. Mm-hmm. And they were talking about advice they were getting from a friend of theirs. And it was very, very obvious that the advice was coming through the lens of a single mother who has struggled. Mm-hmm. And it was their stuff that was dictating the support and advice that they were giving and once once that was kind of pointed out it's like oh oh that that is their situation it's like and that may be relevant 
But if you're not even aware that there's another filter or lens that they may be seeing your situation through, it's very easy when you're in a place where your your needs are unmet, needs are yeah. unmet and you're looking for something to be like, oh, there's something I'm going to hold on to this yeah. and not even think through the process of like, OK, what's their experience? Been? Right. Where where are they coming from with this? advice suggestion support and whatnot and to be able to be like okay that's a them thing that's not a me thing Mm -hmm. that's a them like what are the parts of it and there may be some parts that are not them things and that they are just neutral pieces of resources or suggestions or options or questions and be on the lookout for okay no 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 no. that's about this that's about their circumstances that's about their experience this is not about me and People can sometimes like, like, uh, for example, I know many, many, I know many, unfortunately, many friends who have paid the price financially for getting married, um, who've got married, had it go completely wrong, um, and it's cost them a lot financially. And I know that a lot of those people would come to me and, and have said to me, like have said to me, not as an advice thing, but just as a like, they've made a statement out loud like never get married. Mm-hmm. Yes. Never get married. Okay. That's that's a them thing. That's based on their experience. Now, their experience might be valuable information to inform the choices that you make, but their advice is based in their experience. So for example, using this as an example, okay, never get married. Okay. Well, actually, my experience when I got married was I got screwed over financially because I didn't have the right things in place. So, okay, maybe the option could be, well, you could get married, but get a prenup. Or that actually by being married, that um, there are um, certain uh, tax things that cost you uh, or or favor you, like mm-hmm. either, either way. And you might want to make different choices based on that. Maybe you want to do uh, like a, a ceremony, which is symbolic, but not legally binding. Um, like there, there are all kinds of different things. But so often the advice someone gives is based on what they have experienced. Like, and, and really, this is a really stupid example, but I have shared, I'm sure I've shared this on a previous podcast. Um, one of my mum's best friends said the worst mistake she ever made was starting to shave her legs. Worst mistake she'd ever made. I, I'm really hoping that's not true. Uh, or maybe I should hope that is true. Because right? that's the worst mistake you've ever made. You're doing pretty damn well in life. Now, the reason is, is because she hated doing it and she hated the stubble and blah, blah, blah. Now, bear in mind, this was coming from, at the, at the time I heard this, this woman was probably in her 40s, had been married for many years, wasn't worried about dating, wasn't worried about... Now, this, inf- this um, advice was coming to a teenager at school where at an all-girls school where how you looked was not everything, but a big portion of how you got judged. So I was like, the advice was never stop shaving. Now, nobody explained to me, there wasn't an explanation of why. Why is that? Well, because now after doing it for 40 years, I'm sick of it and it's this double that grows back and I find it annoying and what have you. But that advice is coming through the lens of someone in their 40s who's married with kids and like at a different point in their life. Giving that piece of advice for a, to a 15-year-old girl without context is like, well, is there something like physically that happens when you do that that means I shouldn't do that because once I start, there's no there's no stopping kind of thing. And that, that, I think that was part of the thing was like, once you stop, you can't really stop. Um, but in actual fact, 
what was right for me at that point in time was something very different because I felt really self-conscious being in a school where I I wasn't shaving my legs yet. Um, I don't even know what age I started, but it was in my teens. But I remember hearing that advice beforehand and being like, oh God, I shouldn't. Oh, should I? Shouldn't I? Like, but at that age in my life, I didn't have the I didn't have the perspective to go. Hold on a second. Who is this advice coming from? Where is she at in her life? Is this really relevant to where I'm at in my life right now? And is it going to be true for that generational difference as well? Mm-hmm. I mean, in, no. in in my forties, there's a lot of things I'm like, <laughs> fuck that oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> like shaving, you know. All I mean, there's a lot of things. Stop dyeing my hair. Like, yeah. But saying that to yeah, like a teenage a girl. teenage girl, like you and can really like you can you that that little voice, whether or not it directly affects, like you've just implanted it, like a absolutely. little a little seed that can just sprout at any moment. And there's a difference between wanting to help encourage girls of that age to not be focused on their looks or to see their value somewhere else and to cultivate that in different ways. Mm-hmm. And you shouldn't start shaving your legs. Like those are two very different messages, and. I understand that there is like there is a crossover between the two, but actually if you're only getting a certain amount of information, some of that information not necessarily gonna land in the same way that it's gonna land for the person who is at a different point in their life and different experience. It's I actually have another an example Perhaps. that's very kind of similar and it, it adds another layer to yours where my mom when she was a teenager, she plucked her eyebrows and it, want to say it was like the 70s when she did it and they she did them super super thin and they never grew back right so she always had these super thin eyebrows and I growing up I Greek blood in me a hairy little kid (laughs) and the eyebrows being one of the prominent areas where my hair grew Mm -hmm. and it was nope you can never do that and she gave me the reason why right and that's never been the case. I'm still plucking the same hairs out of my <laughs> eyebrows I was when I finally like realized I did. I, like that was a thing that I wanted right. to do for myself. But I look back and it was like maybe mid college where I actually started plucking my eyebrows. And for a long time, I was pissed at my mom. I'm like, you said this to me and I didn't do it. And I right. look back at photos and I'm like, why, why didn't somebody say something to me? Like, well, why didn't somebody offer me the support in figuring out what was right for me rather than you using your experience who you have got a very different situation and a very different like like from a from a um kind of cultural makeup and genetic makeup genetic ge- ma- exactly genetic like that's what I was looking for like of course it's going to be very different like it's it's the difference between if so, someone who like, who has like dark body hair and somebody who has very fine body hair like no judgment on what you should or shouldn't do let's help mm-hmm. someone make the decisions right for them but also those are two very different scenarios especially in our current culture and what is perceived as to be attractive valuable not in both directions so i think th- this is the thing is that you you really want to be aware of like where the where the um where the, where things are being offered from mm-hmm. and what that person's experience is and where are they at in their life is what they're sharing relevant to you like yes is sharing something like for example like I I think about like how my my grandmother handled emotion like it was like pull yourself together peg like like <laughs> never show emotion she was alive during the war. Like it wasn't safe at some point for her to share emotion. So yeah, yeah, I looked at that and for a long time I judged her. 
They're like, what the hell is she doing? What, like, cry. It's okay to cry. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, and I think that she discouraged us from... I don't, I don't know that she actually discouraged us. I'm not, I don't think that's fair. But I think when you see somebody else doing that to themselves, you assume that's how you should be doing it. I think that's probably more accurate. Um, and um, But, like, where did that come from? Why did she do that? How, what, what was the, the source of doing that? Well, hold on a second. That came from the war. We're not in that situation anymore, which means that actually the cost of doing that, the benefit of doing that, yeah, they're not balancing up these days. Um, so it's really important to recognize like where is this coming from? What's this person's experience? Where are they at in life? What are their unmet needs? What are the things that they're not, that, that the things that are subconsciously affecting them? They don't even know they're doing. None of this is coming from a place of like, well, I'm going to tell this person this thing, no matter what. It's like, no, <laughs> that's, that's not an intentional thing. A lot of the time they have no clue that their perspective and experience and history is influencing what they're saying to somebody else. Another important thing to remember is to, if you're the person who is sharing, let's say you do give advice, it can backfire on you. It could be the mm. best advice in the world. So you may think for your situation. <laughs> and let's, for their situation. And, yeah. And let's say they take the advice and then it backfires. Mm -hmm. Who do they get to blame now? Yeah. And when you look at that from a kind of needs point of view, as I said early on, some people want advice because they want they are abdicating responsibility for their needs and their choices. And they want somebody else to make that choice so that they can blame somebody else and not take responsibility for it. Now, doing that is compromising their personal power needs. But also, if you step into that breach and you try to to give the advice and you try to take responsibility for that decision, you are actually compromising their personal power needs because how they're going to respond to that. You actually compromise your own as well. Because this is how, like, and again, we're going to get into this in the triangles episodes, which are going to come up um, hopefully sooner rather than later because I keep referring to them. And it'd be really good to have an episode, episode to point people to, like, go and listen to this one. Next on deck. Uh, next on deck. Um, so, it is really important to recognize is that if we if we operate in a way like if I'm trying to let me give an example. So if I'm trying to take responsibility, if I'm saying I'm responsible for Serena's happiness, I'm saying I'm the one with the power to make Serena happy. Yeah. So if every time I try to take responsibility for some for one of her needs, what I'm basically saying is you don't have the power to do this for yourself. I have to do this for you. I'm taking responsibility for it. And that responsibility, remember, we talked about it very, very uh, way back. I don't remember which episode it was about the Spider-Man quote. With great power comes great responsibility. But the truth is, also, the, the opposite is also true, which is that when we take responsibility, we take the power to affect the, that, that situation. So this is the reason when it comes to our needs, if we make other people responsible for our needs, we're basically saying they've got the power to change our, our level of resource. Um, so not only do they have the responsibility, they've got, they've got the power as well. When we take back responsibility for meeting our needs, we take back the power to control or to influence our level of fulfillment resource. But the same is true then if we do that for somebody else. If we try to take responsibility for somebody else's situation, then in effect what we're doing is we're trying to take the power in that situation. We might not realize we're doing it, and this is a subconscious thing, but by doing that, we actually, uh, in doing so, we're trying to disempower them without meaning too often, 
But when we disempower them, we disempower ourselves. So everybody kind of loses in that situation. Mm -hmm. So from a needs point of view, that's why often this kind of fallout happens is that if things go wrong, they want to abdicate responsibility. They want to abdicate. They want to make basically make you the one who's responsible and you're the one who has the power to change this situation. But if that then doesn't work, they want to be able to blame you so that they don't have to face the the, the consequences of of their choices and take responsibility for those choices and creating what they want going forward. So that generally speaking, that's that ain't a good idea for anybody. <laughs> nope. So um a couple of things, like the final things before we before we finish up. I know we're we're going quite long on this one, but I do think this is important stuff. Um the first uh, the first of the additional things is to remember that to do your own work, to be comfortable allowing somebody to work through their own process. So a lot of the time we get triggered when somebody else is going through the shit. We get uncomfortable with somebody else who be, being uncomfortable. And what that means is that we can't be, like we talked about that witnessing, we talk about being present, we talk about holding space. Like When you are being, if you are triggered, often we can't be fully present. Um, and a lot of the time, like if we are, if we are triggered what, by what something is going on in somebody else, we're no longer listening to them and witnessing them we're busy with our own stuff that's going on or we're bringing our own stuff into the situation Mm -hmm. which is even worse so it's really important to get comfortable by doing your own inner work by healing your triggers by healing your traumas by learning to um how to process your emotions and learn how to better meet your needs through doing that we are able to be comfortable allowing somebody to be where they're at now i'm somebody i'm i would consider myself to be a very kind human not always nice, but I am kind. Um, and distinction and difference. I'm not sure we've done an episode on that yet. I think we need to do an episode on the difference between being kind and being nice. Because um, uh, there is a there are some very key needs, mm-hmm. uh, reasons some for that. Big differences. Big, big, big. Um, so I'm not, as I said, I'm not always a nice person, but I am a kind person. Which means that if I see something, like if I'm working with a client, or even if I'm like uh, having a conversation with Serena, and Serena is in like pain like she's sad or frustrated or angry about what's going on because I'm human and I'm kind human I have compassion for her I don't want her to be angry I don't want her to be sad but I also recognize that she has to go through this process to get to the healing now if I try to pull her out of that or try and stop it or prevent it or bypass it or distract from it or any of those sorts of things what I end up doing is I end up getting in the way of that process and I actually can end up causing issues with the healing process and that's because of my stuff but in actual fact there is a part of me that that now because of where I'm at in my process people often say to me wow like you really must have like I don't, like like Teflon to be able to sit and hear the things that you do you must hear some harrowing things from people and the truth is I do like I've heard some incredibly difficult things um and it's not about me in that space And I am comfortable allowing somebody to be where they're at in their process in order to get to the point of healing. So the key thing is like, one, generally you want to be working on your own shit. (laughs) It's just a nice, simple way of putting it. Um, But the second thing is, is to, um, with, with respect to this, is to notice what is getting triggered in you. Like if someone, if someone is sharing with you and you're getting triggered about something, then there's a couple of options. You can either... If you have the capacity to, to kind of notice the trigger and be like, okay, I need to come back and do some work on this. I'm going to be present with them right now. That's tough to do if you haven't done a lot of your own work, but Mm -hmm. that is an option. 
The other thing you can do is you can say to them, I really want to be here for you right now. Something's coming up with me. It's completely unrelated to you. It's got nothing to do with this situation. I'm just going to take a second. I want to just go and like just process a little bit so that I can come back and be present with you again. Um, and like getting to that point, the more work, the more of our inner work we do, the more able we are are to be present and be be comfortable I think is the best word like I was going to say unaffected but you're not unaffected like you care about a human being and you you don't want them to be in that space but I can I can be able to be present with somebody else being in their uncomfortable difficult process because I know that is part of their healing journey it's nothing to do with me and by me having done my stuff that allows me to be able to be in that space and I want to just kind of add something in there if you've ever been in a situation where you've you've needed support and then somebody something is triggered in somebody else and then you see them in their head go off into their own shit that feels almost like as like a person on the other side that feels even worse it's like another like it's that being being lonely while in company like Mm -hmm. like I'm I'm trying to get support from you and you're not here right now you're somewhere else um so yeah absolutely that and that that can further impact value need it can further impact the the love need and 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 various other aspects as well emotion experience expression acknowledgement there's a whole bunch of things that get that get triggered in that so it's really important to to be honest about it to be transparent about it and name it and be like i like i wish this wasn't happening right now mm-hmm. and i don't want what what's going on with me to affect what's going on with you so like like are you okay if i can just take a couple of moments to go and take some deep breaths i'll deal with my stuff separately i just i want to be here for you right now but i don't want to bring my stuff into that space and that's kind of weird the first couple of times you do it but the yeah. more you do it the more people in your your circles yeah. they start to realize like okay like it really isn't anything about me and they're doing this so they can be more present like so they can they be there for at me. first for both sides it's kind of like a little like oh this is this is different, different. <laughs> and then the more that it becomes part of your routine it's like oh okay now I know when they come back like if Claire does that and there have been times where Claire is like I just need to take a minute to do this. And it's like, okay. And when she comes back, she is a hundred percent present with me mm-hmm. so that then I can be present with what I'm feeling. Yeah. So it's, I guess it's sometimes we get a little bit like, oh, can I really, can I really step away for a minute? You absolutely yes. can. And it can actually make things better. It can make things better and stop it from becoming worse if right. you don't leave. Absolutely. And the final thing is to remember wherever possible to go into a situation like this resourced. Mm -hmm. So if you don't have the resources to be there for somebody, it is sometimes better to not be there than to not have the resources to be able to be there in a way that's going to be supportive. Because by being unresourced, sometimes, as Serena said, like you might check out, you might bring your stuff into the space. Mm -hmm. Like, so... If if this kind of shows up, like just saying to someone like, uh, like, I really want to be here for you right now. Can we speak in 30 minutes and go and take some time to go and resource yourself? Actually, like if you, if you get like we have the we have the 911 thing with our uh, with our closest people, like it's like something's urgent, like it's like 911. I'm like, OK, uh, I will be there in two minutes and take two minutes to just resource yourself as best as possible, because the more resourced you are, the less that your stuff is going to go into the space and the better you're going to be able to support the person who's there. Um, if you go in unresourced, that's when your stuff is likely to bleed in and it ends up becoming messy for everybody involved. Mm-hmm. Anything else you want to add before we finish? I actually do have something Ooh. and it came up a while ago and I've remembered it this whole Yay! time. So like, look at you. Yeah. Oh, that was a bit. That was it, like, it, yeah. We've, that's, yeah. 
So, we just we know the way it works and we yes. try to do it a different way and it just didn't. I mean like yeah we're, we're not secret handshake type of nope. uh, ladies just nope. the, you know gotta be that like yeah. arm to arm smack <laughs> um this actually came up I this morning oddly enough mm-hmm. I received a uh, polo from one of my friends um which is if you don't know it's a uh like a keep in touch type it's like, of app. It's like a video messaging app. It's a little bit like WhatsApp, but they're videos rather than text or voice mes- voice messages. So my friend, um, I have a couple of friends that are going through some stuff and they're all mutual friends. So everybody's kind of in the know of what's going on. And they said, oh, it, like you're such a great support to your friends. And like they meant it from a genuine place. And in that moment I saw, I'm like, it's odd because I used to, like we said, rescuer. I used to jump in. I'm like, I'm going to fix yeah. it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to order the things and I'm going to be there. And I'm, I'm going to the money. I'm, I'm going to do that. Yeah. I'm going to build yeah. it and I don't care what it does to me. Yeah. And now I step back. Now I witness. Mm-hmm. Now I resource myself. Now I ask questions. I don't yeah. really give advice very often. And like I said, I have some people in my life going through some really, really big things that the rescuer in me is still like, hello. Hey. Can I come? I want to come to this. I want to do. Let let me at him. Let me at him. Let me at him. Yeah, like kind of like, hey, come on, come on. Tag me in. Tag me in. (laughs) And it's interesting. The people in my life have actually in different ways. And like I said, this is fresh because it was this morning, have let me know that what I'm doing now is actually what's supporting them. That me taking a step back from diving in and fixing their shit for them, which usually ended up fixing it momentarily and then making it worse like it like there was the trajectory changed and it didn't get any better it just went around in a different direction yeah but so often we want to jump in we want to advise we wanted we want to be that person and you can be that person and not say anything at all you can just be there sometimes we want to jump in we want to advise actually I think the thing is we want to support and those Mm -hmm. are the ways that we thought would be supportive but actually you can support without doing any of that shit Mm -hmm. you can support just by being there you can support by witnessing and you support by um just allowing them to know they're not alone a lot of time I mean with one thing I'm going to jump in with the very last thing like with Claire and I one of the biggest ways we support is just yeah just a, a Hand on the the shoulder, like one of us can be in an absolute puddle, just like, and it's like, I don't need to say anything. Yeah, I'm just Just, here. I'm here. Yeah. And I think that's the perfect way to end this. Um, Anything else? Okay, so thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. We really appreciate it. If there's anything more you want to know about this, let us know and we'll record a follow-up episode. But for now, we're going to say thank you for being here. We appreciate you. Take care. And remember between now and next time to continue to meet your own needs. Lots of love. Bye. Bye, friends. That's it for today. If you like what you heard, please subscribe, rate, and give us a written review. As it will help more people find us. And remember, sometimes the best advice is no advice at all. There are often much better ways to support someone when they're struggling. Well, shit. It really is that simple. <laughs>